episode number 32 of the Self-Care Sunday podcast, a minimalist media project by me, Kaylee Reed. Every Sunday, only on Sundays, I'll release a new podcast episode exploring topics like mental health, creativity, entrepreneurship, and feminism. And this new segment is called What's Current? It's basically a weekly or bi-weekly breakdown of different things happening in the news, but looking at it through a mental health feminist lens and kind of dissecting pieces a little bit differently than mainstream media might. Uh, I find that a lot of my self-care is in staying up to date with politics and different current affairs that are happening, and so this is kind of my take on what's going on in the world right now. I'm not sure if this segment is here to stay or if it will transition into a new podcast altogether or what the future of Self-Care Sunday looks like. Um, I was just on hiatus for the past couple weeks because I've been traveling across the country, I moved across the country, and I'm taking a lot of time to reflect and figure out exactly what I want to do with this audience that I've built and all of the experience that I've had building this podcast. So thank you so much for continuing to tune in, continuing to support, and please leave me any comments on your ideas for where I should take this and if you're enjoying these new segments as much as I am. Alright, let's get into today's episode of What's Current. Probably the biggest news this week is that Brett Kavanaugh was confirmed to the Supreme Court. Meanwhile, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford is still receiving death threats for her testimony against Judge Kavanaugh and is apparently still unable to return home because of these death threats. Now, amid protests of the confirmation, 164 people were arrested, including celebrities like Amy Schumer. For many women, this confirmation and this monumental event feels like a massive loss. The past few weeks of this have been pretty emotionally trying for any woman that has ever experienced sexual assault because it has been in the headlines every single day across media on the left and the right, and it's a topic that has been so hard to escape from. I even saw a lot of articles from millennial news sites suggesting ways to cope and practice self-care amidst all of this sexual assault-focused news, but I honestly got to the point where even seeing those articles was hard for me because there was just truly no escaping it. Like, after a certain point, I wanted to block off all media surrounding Ford and Kavanaugh because I felt so surrounded by it. So, despite the outcome, I am somewhat relieved that this has wrapped because I think that a lot of people were feeling really triggered and overwhelmed by having this constantly bombarded at them day after day after day in the media. Also, I honestly think that there are more things that deserve our attention outside of this. There's more things that deserve our energy, and at this point, the decision has been made, and so we need to move forward from that. And I know that's maybe not what a lot of people want to hear, but at this point, there's nothing that you or I can do to change the outcome of this particular case. I'm also somebody who has mixed personal and political feelings on what happened, how we perceived what happened, and on the arrived outcome. I know a lot of my friends and peers and probably listeners feel not only disappointed, but this 
heart-wrenching hopelessness over the, the decision made to confirm Judge Kavanaugh. And if that's how you're feeling right now, I want to remind you that this movement is not a loss. It's gotten us to a place where thousands of women have come forward with their stories and a place in time where sexual assault for maybe the first time ever in history is being talked about publicly and openly. Look, no change happens overnight, and I really liked what actress and activist Alyssa Milano had to say after the confirmation. She said, quote, We may have lost a political battle, but I do think we're winning the cultural battle. And often, I don't fight for the win. I'm fighting so that generations don't have to deal with the abuses of power that we've had to deal with. And I'm going to leave this at that. Now, just one example of this cultural impact is that Taylor Swift, one of the biggest celebrities and musicians of our time, who has never before spoken openly about her political positions, broke her career-long silence on politics after the Kavanaugh confirmation. In a lengthy Instagram post, she encouraged her 112 million Instagram followers to vote in the upcoming midterm elections, writing, quote, In the past, I've been reluctant to publicly voice my political opinions, but due to several events in my life and in the world in the past two years, I feel very differently about that now. I always have and always will cast my vote based on which candidate will protect and fight for the human rights I believe we all deserve in this country. I believe in the fight for LGBTQ rights and that any form of, form of discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender is wrong. I believe that the systematic racism we still see in this country towards people of color is terrifying, sickening, and prevalent. I cannot vote for someone who will not be willing to fight for dignity for all Americans, no matter their skin color, gender, or who they love. Quote. And within 24 hours of her making that Instagram post, there was a spike in voter registration, particularly in her home state of Tennessee, which I think is a positive. It's a silver lining that we can take away from everything that's happened in the past week to show that there is still so much that we can do and that social media can be a tool for good. So props to T-Swift for that. Another celebrity also made press rounds for speaking openly about their political views this week, Kanye West. Kanye visited the White House this week and spoke with press for about 20 minutes, which is just an addition to all of his very vocal support for President Trump on social media. There's been a million media headlines about this in the past couple days, almost none of which you can imagine were very positive. I think most strikingly, Don Lemon commented on the debacle saying, Kanye West quote-unquote needs help. And that was kind of the more soft of the comments. Others, like rapper T.I., took to Instagram and basically said that Kanye was repulsive and had auctioned his soul to gain power. So, I actually watched the full video. I don't know if a lot of people have sat through the whole video of their meeting, but it was interesting. Kanye West is 
not a great communicator, ironically, as a songwriter and a rapper. Uh, he rambles a lot, he's a bit scatterbrained, and jumps from point to point without fully connecting the dots. And this is not the first time a rant of his has gone viral. If you go back, Kanye is pretty well known for saying controversial things and rambling speeches that on the surface make very little sense. But if you actually listen to what he says in the video, it's not all garbage. He brings up points on the school system, uh, the importance of focusing on mental health and creativity, the importance of investing in creativity, all things that I actually agree with him on. But of course, there was also a lot of praising of Trump and just some really strange things um, about alternate universes and, and ramblings like that, which turned off uh, and masked basically everything of value that he did say. So what bothered me so much about the way that this was handled in left media and by most celebrities and really any liberal who took the time to comment on this is that they basically dismissed everything that Kanye said and painted him as this delusional, mentally ill person who is incapable of having these views otherwise. Now, Kanye has been open about his mental health struggles in the past and even mentioned being misdiagnosed with bipolar disorder in the meeting with President Trump, so in that video. But for some reason, that history of mental illness is the only thing that people seem to be latching onto with this video, as if the only possible way that a black celebrity could be an open Republican or support President Trump is if their mental health was unhinged. And I'm honestly tired of seeing mental illness equated to opposing political views. It's just this easy paintbrush partisan solution to dismissing the other side. But it's not only inaccurate and offensive, it's hypocritical. The same liberals that are mental health advocates and social justice advocates, and many of whom are my friends and whom I agree with on so many things, the ones who reject the idea that mental illness defines you and who believe that stereotypes about mental health are dangerous, these are the same people that I'm seeing ripping Kanye apart and suggesting that he quote-unquote needs help for voicing his opinions. Look, Kanye is a tried-and-true anti-mainstream figure who uses precedents like this to bolster his own image. He goes against the grain, he always has. Let's not point to him or any celebrity or politician or public figure that we disagree with and discredit them because of mental illness. I mean, I live with mental illness and you're all listening to me on this podcast now. Many, many public figures whose opinions we trust live with mental illness and it's not a talking point used against them. Ultimately, discrediting someone across the aisle because of mental illness is unproductive. So instead, I challenge you to pick apart arguments and discuss the values put forward rather than picking apart the person voicing them. Now that's a wrap on this week's segment of What's Current, short and sweet, I know. Now some questions that I have for you, my listeners. 
how do you think we can continue to shift the narrative on sexual assault beyond where we're at now? What are your thoughts on public figures sharing their political opinions? Do you still support artists like Taylor Swift and Kanye if your political views are in opposition to theirs? Like, do you still listen to their music? Do you still buy their merch or Yeezys, for example? Where do we draw the line between personal and political? Or must they inherently be one and the same for real change to come about? Thanks for listening and happy Self-Care Sunday, everyone. Mm -hmm.